Scrolling, a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 27. Uh, let's see what. We're here to talk about a video game, correct? It's called. Something uh, like that. I think so. I think so. Called The Elder Scrolls Online. Um, a lot of people compare it to WoW. Yep. Right, it's a massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Except for BGs. <laughs> I'm role-playing. <laughs> you're, oh, you, you, you mean multiplayer. This is amazing. Let me get this straight. You're role-playing in Battlegrounds. That's, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. That's a new thing. I'm you started fully in my immersive role-playing <laughs> experience in uh, Battlegrounds. Absolutely. Just, just first person perspective. Jeez. You know, you know. It's funny as I do, I do tend to. Sur- I have an idea of what my characters' personalities are like, and I do kind of play differently depending on the character. You know, like I feel like this character would be more of a like they would just get right up in their face and be really, really <laughs> aggressive. Or, but this character would be a little more elusive, a little more, uh, you know, more um, deceptive. You know, that sure, kind of thing. sure. Um, little Nightblade, a little bit more Nightblade style. Yeah, but not necessarily Nightblades. Like my, uh, like Bobby, my my stamina uh, necromancer bow build. He's kind of like that. He's very like stabby in the back kind of kind of place. That style. guy, that guy looks like he doesn't come outside during the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a little, that guy's only coming out at night. Yeah, he's he's got he's got a. Um, uh, a Smeagol thing going on. Yeah, kind of yeah. A... <laughs> he's he is the he is the number one reason for several kids' nightmares in Tamriel. It's it's pretty funny because um, I've talked about him lots of times, but yeah, he's he's super tiny, right? He's a wood elf, uh, as as tiny as I could possibly make the character, <laughs> uh, and he's got this thief personality, so he's all hunched over, so he looks even smaller. Uh, and he's using the the Nordic bathers towel costume, so he's like nearly naked, uh, and he's and he's holding a bow. So you like you take one look at this guy. He's tiny, not vis- visually not wearing anything. He's got a bow. He looks like the squishiest thing on the planet, but uh, it's not true. It's not true at all. That's kind of fun. It's kind of trolly in that way. He's got some. He's got some tricks up his sleeve. He also looks like he might live in a swamp somewhere. Yeah. He's got a he's, he's got a swamp. Uh, loves him a good swamp, going. you know. Yeah. Loves him a good swamp. He's he's been described as swampy. <laughs> I, that's got to be a new saying we've made up. No more no more of this sweaty. It's swampy. Uh, this is a swampy one. This, this, is, this, a, BG, this is a <laughs> it's a swampy BG man. This is a swampy match, guys. This is a swampy one. Oh man, I thought it would just I thought that here. would just catch on right away. Like no one would yeah. even question it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's just the thing. We right. just yeah. we got to go onto the forums, just drop that little note in there. Be like, guys, I was in this swampy, you know, make it like a subtext. It's in this swampy BG today, and this happened. Someone's going to be like, stop trying to make swampy a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Swampy's not a thing, all right? We heard it on the podcast. It's not a thing, uh, guys. It's not cool. <laughs> um, man, what have you been doing in Elder Scrolls Online this week? Elder Scrolls. So I've been into Antiquities again. I've been doing oh. antiquities again this week, and you know, it's re- still relaxing, still still fun. But as I was doing it, I was excited to talk to you about it. Because what do you what do you think the deal is with antiquities that 
But What's first the deal launched, with antiquities? What's right? the deal with antiquity? No. So when it first launched, we loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. We were doing it like, you know, we were just doing it all the time. Just get lost in it for hours. Mm-hmm. And now it's like fallen off the face of the planet. It's still fun. I still enjoy it. But it's like I've lost the the initiative for it. I don't know if it's because I already got my mythic items. So it's, you know, that was kind of the end goal for it. I think but, that's a lot of what it is for me. Yeah, like I, I got the mythic items that I really wanted. And so there, there's a few others that I don't have yet that I would kind of like to have, but I don't have any like builds like that, I, that I'm really itching to make that include those. So I just don't have that that incentive. And besides the mythic items, I don't think any any of the other things really grab me, honestly. There's some cool housing items. I do I do really like some of the housing items. I think they'd be cool for the guild hall. But Yeah, some of that stuff is really cool. But I think as I was doing it, I really think I I wish they would have made the mythic items require max level antiquities rather than the level 9 antiquities. Yeah. Yeah, that I, that makes sense cuz it just gives you a reason like I've totally have stopped at level yeah. 9 and I've still not reached level 10 and cuz like I got the mythic items. It it seems like you should have to be level ten to even start hunting the mythic items. Yeah, like they're they're the top they're the top end item. I mean, I know those housing items that you get at level ten are super rare, but the mythic items they're the top tier. Those mm-hmm. are the items that everybody can use. You you know they look cool. Um, as I was doing that this week, it made me think like it's odd that they made those nine. Because it really, I feel like most people get there and then they just don't ever get that 10. I was in general really surprised at how easy it was to get the mythic items. The ones that I went, yeah. you know, sought out. Like like going into it before the patch dropped, I was really expecting it to be a serious grind to get something called a mythic item. Like they, I've heard myths about this item, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it was pretty easy. Like I, I got most of them like the day that I started grinding for, or within a day or two at least. I, that was the other thing about antiquities that I think that's part of the reason that I don't do it as much anymore. Because when you get to the higher level, you ex- you know you, I guess I just originally expected. All right, th- I'm starting to find harder things now. This is going to be trickier. You know, the scrying is a bigger map, but it only gets easier like when you're a higher level it is so easy Dude, all you need is that that snowflakes star yep. pattern thing you just need that uh, one thing yeah. maxed out and you don't you don't, you don't even need a blindfold to just cover your eyes and click <laughs> click on the thing and then you'll, you'll you'll solve the puzzle it made me kind of feel the same way you know i was talking about vampire how vampire they have these four stages and they get really detailed with the stages, but it's like they don't really need stage two or three. They only need stage one and four. It's kind of like a lot of extra work for no need. Yeah. I started feeling that way about antiquities. They have, for one, they have the other patterns you can use outside the snowflake that it's like, I don't even ever use those. So that's like a lot of extra work. And then the other thing is that I didn't realize is that if you know if you mess up on scrying or you do a scry and you don't get all the items... It pops up like five locations that you have to search and you can go search those locations and the artifacts not there. Mm-hmm. It just made me think like that's so much extra stuff in the game that nobody would ever do. I feel like anytime you scry and if you don't get it on the first try and even if it's just two zones, you're just going to scry the item again. Nobody's actually going to go and search those two zones. At least I, I don't know anybody that's doing that. Yeah, I think they wanted to put in some sort of fail safe. Like if you were truly stumped and you're just not able to do it, 
there, then you can just go brute force, search each one of those spots and find the excavation zone. That's, but, uh, yeah. but it, it's like the, the scrying puzzles are so, so easy. I just, it's hard to imagine getting stumped like that but i don't know i don't know man so I, who knows someone listening might be like man i'm totally stumped on one right now yeah so. <laughs> i mean you know everybody's different i just yeah. i guess i you know i had looking back i wish it was a little more complicated the higher level you got than it than what it turned out to be that yeah the once you level up all those um skills it's those those skills are op man it's like you it's almost hard to fail once you have it all leveled up yeah i actually found it harder which I guess there's some logic to that. It was much harder for me at a lower level than it was at a higher level. Like I started and did antiquities with uh, Bearclaw, uh, my uh, stamina warden, and it was mm -hmm. actually like harder to do to start it back up with him than it is with Davius when he's searching these really, really, you know, super rare antiquities. Yeah. Uh, those it's just simple and easy. But with Bearclaw, I like I was like, oh, I don't have any of those tricks anymore, so I got to figure out how to do that. Um, Maybe there's a reason for that that we're not thinking of, or maybe there's something we're looking past. But um, I feel like it kind of the, the kind of the combination of things we talked about has kind of probably been reasons why I've kind of stepped away from antiquities a bit. Yeah. Sometimes I will, you know, I accumulate leads without realizing it a lot of the time, which is kind of cool. They kind of hide them in these these nooks and crannies, uh, and so sometimes I'll just bring up that menu and take a look, like what what leads do I have. And sometimes, you know, I'll spot a cool lead that I, I didn't realize, like, oh, actually, I kind of do want that for the guild hall or whatever. And I'll go, I'll go hunt those down, you know, maybe once a week or so. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, um, I do. I do like. I, I'm, I agree with you on that. It's really cool when you like check your list of leads and you're like, oh, look at all these leads I grabbed that I didn't even realize that I was grabbing leads and it's just kind of dropped off random bosses or things that I was doing anyways. Yeah, what sucks is I really wish I was incentivized to to um, do antiquities to get the Thracian Stranglers. Like honestly, that would would be the next on my list if it it wasn't looking so so bleak for for that item in the near future. Yeah. Who knows? There's probably changes coming. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so yeah, so antiquities is one of the things that I was doing this week. But I really kind of went down that that rabbit hole of like wondering. You know, I used to do this all the time for hours, and now I very rarely do it. Uh, and I think it's, you know, a combination of those things that we kind of talked about. Um, the other thing I've been doing is that I think that I've got my Stam Crow pretty much done. The only thing I'm doing is I'm farming for some more Telvar, so i got to do a couple more sewer runs. Uh, okay. But just for the, the Tristat tri okay. Yeah, just to fully Tristat the, the gear out. Um but uh, I'm really excited about the build. I, I fully golded everything out. Um, you know, with the upcoming patch, there's some there's some uh, changes coming to the uh, sword uh, singer set. So he's getting more damage. Uh, just kind of reminder. We've we've talked about him before, but kind of a reminder. He does the daring corsair set, which is the five piece. Is that uh, it's 10% um, reduced costs on weapon abilities. And when you use a weapon ability, you get minor heroism for eight seconds. Yeah. Uh, and then the sword singer is just a flat uh, 450 weapon damage for two-handed abilities, uh, which is in the upcoming patch is going to change to 600 flat weapon damage. And I think I've just got blood spawn on his helmet. Yeah, I've got blood spawn on his helmet setup just because all the onslaughts. The more often they onslaught, the the better with that build. Sure, sure, yeah. 
and then the whole front bar is just two-handed abilities. Um, but, you know, as I was playing with him, you know, we kind of talked, he's kind of, you know, I, I, a while back we talked about, I'd find out that he's my hardest hitting character, but the more I play with him, like the more I'm realizing, like, this is, this is a nice little setup that we got there. Uh, his, you know, his regular, just, uh, dizzy swing, or actually he uses the, uh, I use the other morph, the, um. Wrecking, wrecking blow. blow one of the rare wrecking blow users out there i'm one of those people yeah. uh so i use wrecking blow and his wrecking blows hit for like very often 11k like the minimum they're hitting about 10 5 yeah um and so he hits really hard it's a it's kind of funny because it's a very simple rotation it's just a two-handed front bar so it's yeah. <laughs> it's wrecking blow when they're you know and they're in the right uh, health percentage you start your execute uh, you make sure your momentum buffs up on the back bar. He just does the necro, um, you know, the necro uh, 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 major resolve, uh, and then I do the uh, the spirit to take 10% damage. So just making sure the buffs are up on the back bar, and then just pretty simple front bar. Uh, you know, and he's got the two-handed gap closer. Um, but man, he 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 hits really hard. I was going to talk to you. You know, we've kind of talked about so the daring corsair set. Uh, this is a. I feel like it's a not very uh, used set out there, um, but we've kind of talked about this that people people might be sleeping on this set a little bit. Um, obviously, it's not going to work for every build because it only works for weapon abilities. Um, but here lately, there's you know there's a lot of builds that are kind of going for weapon abilities, and you just get so you get so much out of it if you can use utilize those weapon abilities because. Yeah. If you're leaning a lot on weapon abilities, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like like you yeah. are with this build, it's basically yeah. all weapon abilities. Like you're not even using I mean, blast bones, right? Yeah, no, it's just full full two handed front know, bar. Someone but... listening, thinking a stand crew without <laughs> blast bones. What? What is happening here? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it, it, I there's there's a chance in the future I might swap out the um, the gap closer with blast bones. You know, we've kind of talked about it a bit. Um, gap closers are very just um you just can take them or leave the player. them yeah yeah it's very dependent on the player the player style i've noticed that usually gap closers usually get me in trouble because it's i'm usually trying to chase some somebody down that I, you try to get the kill on if i'm using a gap closer i basically need it needs to be a gank build like a like yeah. a non-stealth get like you need for me at least in battlegrounds especially right now with the the volatility of just of the play field right now uh, if you're going to be gap closing, you're you're most likely going to be gap closing into a very dangerous situation, and so I feel like I just need to have a ton of damage ready to just take that person out instantly. Uh, otherwise, it's probably not even worth slotting a gap closer because uh, you're just going to be getting into trouble more often than not. Yeah, that's and that's kind of where I'm at. Most of the time, I'll gap close, and he's got enough damage where I'll finish somebody off. But then, you know, then I turn around and I've gotten myself in a bad situation because I've gap close across you know a large distance and i'm in a bad uh, position so i usually end up getting myself killed so i'm just chasing a kill just to get killed myself so uh that's that's actually something i thought about i might throw blast bones in in that spot um but man just just the the daring you know kind of going back to the daring corsair just the sustain from it you know the 10 percent cost reduction is huge uh and then you throw in the minor heroism and you're really kind of you know if you've got the right you know, weapon abilities, you're kind of getting two five-piece sets out of one. You're basically getting, you know, like a, a, a seducer-type set along with, a, you know, like a... Um, like a champion uh, of the Hist. Yeah, a champion uh, of the Hist. Or, a, 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 what's the other one called? Uh, um, Shulks. 
Shock six uh, skeleton. Yeah. Yep. So um, you're kind of that's yeah, my if you, favorite if you thing build, about the If set. you build around it, you kind of are getting like you're kind of getting these two different kinds of sets combined into one. Pretty nice. Yeah. So it works out really well. Um, and it it just I just really like the pairing because you know those sets is, I'm getting the heroism. I'm getting the really good sustain. Um, but you know, when you kind of go those ways, you kind of lose on damage. Um, and that's why I'm so excited for the weapon damage buff that sword singer is getting because a 600 flat weapon damage buff is huge. And it's, it's a massive, if to just dedicate one set to get that much weapon damage is going to work out perfectly for that build. Um, yeah, it's going to be all the damage I need. And then having the blood spawn, you know, it really kind of turns into a really, really strong ultimate you know generating set uh with high damage and i think everybody listening knows knows how nasty onslaught can be <laughs> uh especially an onslaught that has a you know a flat 600 weapon damage buff on it it's interesting you say that um uh, i feel like i don't see as much onslaught as i used to i wonder if it was just because it was just the hot new like they had just buffed it and so just everyone was using onslaught for a while i feel like it's not as common as it used to be uh lately yeah Things seem to have gone back to Dawnbreaker, uh, as that's kind of the more popular ultimate, which they're both good. Onslaught, Dawnbreaker, uh, fantastic you know, ultimates. But uh, the Onslaught obviously worked perfect for him because it gets all those buffs. And it's it's one of the rare Davius medium builds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Medium armor build from Davius. That's that's a little, it's a little out there for me, but <laughs> it, it, it works out. Cool. Uh, yeah, and he just so happens to. You weren't you just saying he's uh, one of your very best characters, and he happens to be a medium armor. <laughs> whoa, hey, hey. Uh, whoa, interesting. Now. Very, very interesting. Whoa, now, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Anyone, uh, anyone listening who's not in on, you know this this attitude we're having uh, here, Davies and I are always having this heavy armor versus medium armor debate. Oh, uh, we it's um, it's been yeah. it's a debate that's gone on till the end of time. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, but kind of just, you know, like I said, I'm really, I'm really big on this Daring Corsair set this week. Um, I feel like that another idea, and I don't have this build, I probably won't build this build, I won't put it together or anything, but I kind of started thinking about how well this would pair with a bow build, uh, and then you even utilizing a, uh, master bow with it. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it just seems like that would pair really well. Uh, I feel like bow is, is kind of the premier weapon uh well in pvp anyways right now i feel like bow is kind of the, the... Bow, bow is so hot right now yeah it really is <laughs> the bow is so hot right now um so you know and and bow has great you know great abilities in it and so obviously with the point you know the poison arrow um and then if you did the bow spammable with this during daring corsair so you're getting the the ultimate build 10 percent cost reduction with that master's bow um, I feel like pairing those two uh, would be a pretty pretty nice setup. So I just think that this Darien Corsair, people kind of sleep on it because they just see it as, uh, obviously, it seems really limiting when you read it because it's only weapon abilities. But um, it, it, it seems like um, a, a really good. I know you're using it on a Stamcrow and you, you've built around it, but it seems like uh, it'd be a really great set on a Stamina Sorcerer because they kind of have no choice other than to use yeah. mostly weapon abilities. So it just seems like perfect for them, and they already get uh, a lot of cost reduction for ultimate. So that plus the the minor heroism at all times, uh, some good synergy there. I've thought yeah, about using that on a stamp sword. 
Yeah, that sounds like a real nice setup. And the thing is, is, you know, obviously I've gone all out with all the, the weapon abilities. You know, you don't have to do that. I just did that because of Swordsinger, so it's all buffs. And I still, like I said, I still might throw Blast Bones on there. But, well, just you know, for the if permanent you, major to file, I mean, that's the reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would be huge. But I'm just saying you could still, as long as you're, as long as you're spammable as a weapon ability... That's really all you need to get everything you need out of Daring Corsair. Now, you could throw other abilities on there for cost reduction, but a 10% cost reduction on your spammable with, combined with your, you know, with the minor heroism every time you use it, that's going to be a fantastic setup. Yeah, I mean, you, there's tons of builds. I mean, for the longest time, a very effective PvP build is just stamina builds, spamming, dizzying swing, and that's the entire combo is just that and then execute when they're in execute range. So yeah. I mean, that's kind you of that's kind of you're 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 getting close to my stamp. It's like oh, don't give away my secret, man. Hold on. <laughs> All that rotation, hey. Uh, uh, but yeah, so I mean, but, literally your entire combo, you know, both of those sets are you know fully applying to all yep. of that. Yep. But yeah, so that's that's kind of uh, what I've been finishing up this week. The last thing, uh, it's for sure happening. It's just you can write this in stone. After I finish this damn crow, I'm making the werewolf. It's happening. All right, I'm going to have to do it too then. Yep, we got to start it. Gift, it. Of, Gift of the Rift. That's my werewolf character. You've already created the character, right? He's he's already created. He's going to be a Nightblade. I don't know exactly how I'm going to build the Nightblade. The joke, my original plan was to make this, you know, this bow gank build that picks on people, and then as soon as they get frustrated, they run to it, and then I turn into a werewolf. Still think that would be awesome and hilarious. Yeah, uh, I may still I try to idea. do that. Uh, it's just it, it it's just going to be tricky because I really want to build for the werewolf, so it'd be tricky to make that work with mainly focusing on the werewolf. Um, but one of the things I want to talk to you about is that I'm very split on how I want to build the werewolf. You know, I've kind of looked around, kind of seen what people do with werewolf, and I feel like that at least from what I've decided I want to do, there's kind of two different directions you can go. Is that you can kind of make this nasty hard-hitting super tough werewolf uh where you just max out the stamina and then they get that huge stamina buff and so you're just hitting like crazy uh-huh. uh, so like a hulking draugr seems to be pretty common on a werewolf build things like that or which i'm i'm leaning more towards this one just because it's my strange style i feel like the kind of doing this pack leader build where the whole build is just about um, making sure I'm in werewolf really easy. You know, there's that set that reduces the werewolf ultimate cost by, I think it's 33%. Uh, so, you know, throwing that set on there, throwing like maybe more ult, you know, there's a, some upcoming ultimate building sets. Uh, there's one that, you know, every time you use a potion, your whole group gets ultimate. There's the other one that whenever someone dies, there's a synergy that the group can use that gives you ultimate and, and the person ultimate. And so I'm kind of thinking it would be cool to build this ultimate Maybe this like group ultimate build on a werewolf where I'm staying in werewolf, but also giving my group a bunch of ultimate. Where and they if they were all werewolves, they could just like this kind of pack leader type build could keep the whole group in werewolf form. That's uh it's such a Davius werewolf. It's like a <laughs> support werewolf. A support werewolf. <laughs> I'm thinking this would be how cool would that be? Uh, uh yeah. Support I mean that's like Super unique, I think, and it could be fun, especially if we got the, we got a wolf pack going. You know, you get like yeah. four or five, six wolves going, and you just have this dude just generating ultimate. Uh, just for giving everybody ultimate, making sure they're just in werewolf all the time. 
I think that could be really, really cool. Yeah. It also made me, you know, we always we always say this. We always mention it. We always say we're not going to go down this rabbit hole. But it did make me think how cool it would be with that type of build to do a group battleground where you just join with four werewolves and one of them is that pack leader wolf and then just terrorize a BG. <laughs> Can't do it anymore, um... but man, that would be... That would be a lot of fun. I'm seeing I'm seeing more werewolves in BGs lately. Um, I think uh, that's always like my kind of my measure. You know, I do a lot of BGs, and it's like, okay, how many of what classes or what builds do I see typically? And that's it's kind of just how I have in my mind like how builds rank among each other. Uh, and you know, we've kind of sort of lamented for a while, like, man, there's just never werewolves in BGs. Like in the high MMR matches, like not ever. Um, but lately, they they there have been, and they seem to be pretty darn successful. Uh, so, as much as I, you know, in my sort of like role play, I always like ah stinking werewolves. You know, I always try to, I always try to focus them. And you know, um, I'm happy. Part of me is happy to see that they're they're doing well. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, part of the thing that makes werewolf, you know. That makes it, it. I don't know. It makes me feel like it's okay that they're they're really really tough right now. Is that when someone turns into a werewolf, that's the biggest target on someone's back in a battleground and PvP. You just see that and you're like, oh, look at this giant thing. Like, it just naturally is going to draw aggro of most players. So I feel like it just kind of naturally works that it should be a little bit more of a buff than than what the other people are because they're about to get hit and focused. Um, but yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much me. Nice, man. Yeah, I need to, so I'm going to have to make a werewolf as well. I don't know if I'm going to make one of my existing characters a, were, a werewolf, um, uh, which would be the easy thing. Um, or it's just an excuse to make a new character. Cause the thing is, is I've kind of reached a point where I have all the characters that I need. I have a stamina and a magicka of every class. Uh, so I need an excuse to make a new character because I really I, I enjoy the process of creating a new character, leveling them up, getting them all figured out, and all the things into place. It's uh, it's always fun. Yeah, I'm I'm I vote that you make a new character. I think that'd be a lot of fun. We could level yeah, up. Yeah, plus it's, it's a new opportunity to come up with a with a funny, stupid new name for a character. <laughs> that's that's half the fun of making uh, a new character. All right, the name sold me on it. I'm gonna make a new one. <laughs> it's happening. Um. I've been doing my uh, Cyrodiil transmute grind this week. Nice. That's kind of been my main goal, and I've done it on, I think, all the characters that I'm going to do it on. There's a few that I skipped it, um, but that's okay. I think I'm going to – I already have, like right now, I have like 150 uh, crystals. That's so, a good spot to be, but yeah. you know it'll go quick. <laughs> oh, it's just – It'll go just getting one build sorted out. They'll all be gone. <laughs> wait till wait till um, next podcast. Next podcast, one or two from now, it's gonna be like I really need more transmute crystals. That's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> yeah, waiting on those transmutes. Yeah, they'll they'll go in the blink of an eye. Um, I'm not sure who I'm gonna use them on next though. That's I kind of am in a good spot though because I, I already have uh, a, a good amount uh, and I have a good amount coming as well. And most of my builds are kind of where I want them to be. I have a couple of ideas, uh, like my um, my stamina warden support build. Like my, my, He's a stamina healer, basically. I'm, I'm actually really pumped about this dude. He might be one of the next ones that I start really focusing on. Um, and he basically, his build is actually already complete, but it's not quite optimized 
since like Graybor dropped. So I'll have to do some transmuting and some stuff to get him uh, kind of kind of squared away in that regard. So I'll use some on him. But otherwise, I don't know. I'll just have to. It'll, I'll just. I'll just sort of sit on a surplus for a little while until I figure out what I want to do with them. So that, that feels kind of nice. Very nice. Uh, also, as always, doing a lot of BGs. And uh, I said on the last episode that I have kind of made a commitment to myself to get good with my original main and my Magic of Nightblade. Um, and so I've been doing a lot of battlegrounds with him, and I, I feel like I'm I'm doing all right with him. I don't. I still feel like there are challenges for a Magic of Nightblade specifically uh, that I, I, you know, I'm I'm still learning to overcome. Unlike sure. I, I always I always say about my Stamsork, man, there's no obstacle. Like I just jump in. I just know. <laughs> I just know it's gonna go well. Uh, and it it's it just it's almost seems too easy. Uh, not the case with Magblade, man. And like that stealth. It can be OP and it can be really frustrating to be on on the other end of that. But there, when you play as a Nightblade, you really do realize there are a ton of counters to stealth, and there are a ton of situations where the stealth does literally nothing at all. Like it's just a useless slot on your on your skill bars. Um, That's tough. That's tough to see in a, <laughs> yeah. in a BG. It's a useless slot on the bar. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. And this in this MMO, we only have you know these ten slots, or I guess mm-hmm. twelve with the ultimates. Um, nonetheless, I've been getting, I think like average results, I think probably about the same kind of results that I get with, um, say like Betsy, who's like, well, I would say like my PVP main, um, and she gets about average results. She's really good. Like maybe on like a sweaty match, she goes like maybe 10 and two, um, somewhere around there, which is pretty good. I think. Yeah, um, no, that's, that's really good. You get up into those high MMR matches and 10 and two, that's, you, you'd be proud about that. Anyway, um, I've been I've been playing some more with my stamina necromancer as well. I've been talking about this dude for the past several episodes. I think I feel like I've been talking about him for quite a while because it took me several weeks to figure out what I even wanted the build to be. Then once I figured that out, I had to get the pieces, get it all transmuted, you get it get it all together. So it's been together for a couple of weeks now. Uh, and I'm really just waiting for this Stonethorn patch to drop because normally I would just go ahead and make like make a build video right now, put it up on YouTube, and maybe just make a comment like, oh, hey, by the way, next patch, these things are going to be changed. Uh, but this particular build, it's just basically overnight is going to be getting buffed so much as soon as this <laughs> uh, patch drops. Uh, like seriously, this dude is just going to wake up one day and just be a lot more powerful uh, than he was the day before. I feel like it's really worth waiting for that patch to drop. Um, but uh, but I've been having a lot of fun with him. I did put a, um, just some footage of a, of a BG uh, deathmatch uh, on YouTube uh, with this dude. Just kind of, just as a preview, just to, I know I've been talking about it a lot on the podcast, so I figured I'd throw it up on YouTube just to show people uh, what exactly I've been talking about, show the dude in action, so show that, you know, hey, you can get some kills, see, uh, <laughs> you know. Just kind of as a proof of concept, but the build video <laughs> will be coming later. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a it's a bow build. He's a he's a wood elf roly poly using a whole lot of really powerful, really trolly uh, poison procs, um, and he's really slippery, uh, very dodgy, hard to get your hands on. Uh, and even if someone does get their hands on him, he's he's surprisingly tanky for for a medium armor bow build. Uh, I always yeah. have to put that caveat: tanky for a medium armor. Bow build. 
<laughs> I'm not saying he's tanky. I'm just saying, you know. Um, so yeah, I've been having a ton of fun with that dude. The biggest challenge I found with this build, and I'll probably say it in the video when I make it, is uh, dealing with night blades specifically. And it's always something that I always try to put some sort of solution in my build to deal with stealth. Um, yeah. But this one doesn't really have that. Uh, and so like, if I see a night blade going into stealth, usually I just... If I can just slip away, I, I do that, uh, or I just put, put up my buffs, put up block, and hope for the best because I really don't have, <laughs> uh, I really don't have a strong counter. Um, but if I can pull them out of stealth, if I can get, if if they pop out of stealth for a second and I can land a CC on them, they're going to be toast, absolutely. Uh, but I just don't have a way to force them out of stealth. Um, that's that's the only thing. And I'm probably not gonna, I'm I'm probably just gonna accept that about the build and just say that's just a weakness. I'm just gonna accept that and go on with it because I don't really see a way to. Uh, to change that without making a sacrifice that I don't want to make. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like that. Well, I don't know with the with the way that bow is right now. I actually have seen quite a bit of um, night blades in battlegrounds, more than I usually see, but still not an insane amount. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, they're out there. They are out there. Um, I've also been kind of uh toying around in Clockwork City here lately. Um, not really. Not really doing much other than just kind of running around and just killing monsters and looting stuff and just kind of looking at the scenery. Um, you know, I try to. I do that a lot. I, I uh, a lot of a lot of the time that I spend in this game is just aimlessly wandering around, like just listening to a podcast or whatever. Uh, and I try to kind of once in a while just switch up. Like, okay, whenever I'm doing that, I'm going to do that in this zone for a while, uh, and then after. I don't know a week or so, I'm like, all right, let's switch to this zone. Let's just let's just kill time in this zone this week. Um, so I've been doing that in Clockwork City here lately, and I think it's inspiring me to actually go back and play this DLC. Um, the zone looks really, really cool, and the more that I just pay attention to it and like focus on things, it's um, it's super unique. I'm like a one of a kind zone. Uh, very, just it's a really interesting thing. And just if you kind of forget the fact that it's a video game and just you know absorb yourself and like okay i'm in this world and you just look around like man this place is weird this is crazy yeah uh and whenever i uh first went through that dlc i, f I feel like i just kind of blasted through it at the time honestly i don't think i paid super close attention uh and now that i've just been kind of spending more time there and just kind of soaking up that atmosphere i want to go back uh, and really pay co close attention to that story and see what the heck is going on in clockwork city um, so I think I'm going to be doing that uh, here pretty soon. So I'll be talking about that probably in future episodes. They did they did a good job designing that zone because it's it's like every everything there is is a machine or metal or something, right? Yeah, there's apparently like no organic matter whatsoever. I guess outside of the the people that are there, uh, but yeah, even like the trees and grass and everything is uh, like machinery. That's where we should level our werewolves up, because I've actually never done that DLC, so I, I okay. need to I need to look. That's one of the rare DLCs I haven't done, so I need to do that one as well. Be fun. A couple of werewolves lost in robot land. Like what the <laughs> heck? These dudes are fish out of <laughs> fishes out of water. <laughs> that's just that's a perfect setup for a story right there. Yeah, I like it. I like that. <laughs> so I just wanted to mention we're recording again on a on a Friday evening, and I think we're going to try doing this from now on for a while and see how that goes. Uh, it's just a little bit more convenient time for us. And it uh, allows me in particular to get a lot more of my weekend back. If I can just kind of 
get this knocked out early. It's just uh, more time that I have to myself over the weekend, which is nice. I feel like that that evening us is better than 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 morning us too. There's, yeah. there's something there, right? Yeah, we have that 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 Friday like after work energy, like weekends <laughs> weekend starting. Yeah, like normally we have been recording Saturday mornings, and that's nice too. You know, I like Saturday mornings, but uh, yeah, we kind of have this more chill vibe going. Um, so I don't know. I guess we'll just try it and see. There's no reason we can't go back to Saturday mornings if we decide later that was better or whatever. We're gonna try this for a while. The only reason I'm mentioning it, it, it normally wouldn't. Listeners, are like, who cares? Okay, I'm just listening to this on like Monday <laughs> on my way to work. Who cares when you record it? The only reason I'm saying that is because we're probably just gonna get rid of the gold vendor segment. I'm not gonna talk about that anymore because uh, we just don't have the info yet, right? It's gonna yeah. It's gonna drop later this evening, and I, it's kind of a bummer because that's kind of I guess that's just the sacrifice that we're having to make to to just make this more convenient for ourselves because I really do like talking about the gold vendor. It's it's nice to have this this perfect built-in weekly rotation of armor sets to kind of go over yeah. and discuss. We'll have to figure um, we'll figure something out there because I yeah I do I agree with you on that that it's nice to talk about the armor sets but specifically the gold vendor and you've mentioned this most of the time probably by the time listeners are listening to this they're like oh listen to this great set that they're talking about that that I that is already not available at the gold vendor anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's fun to talk about, but it's like fun- functionally it doesn't do anything, right? Like we're all like basically we're talking about a set that you hopefully have already purchased uh, yep. because if not, uh, you know, you're you're cursing us out for for mentioning it. Yeah. Um so I don't know, maybe if any listeners have any ideas uh there uh, give us an email scroll in podcast at gmail.com. Because uh, I would like to kind of continue having a, a weekly um, armor set, uh, way of having a weekly armor set. And I don't want to just like manually pick one. I, I like it to be that kind of, kind of randomly generated, like a set that I wouldn't normally uh, think of or whatever. Um, so I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. If we have to just totally do away with that entirely, we'll do it. It's fine. Uh, okay, let's talk about the public test server. This is public. Uh, this is PTS version six point one point four. What is it? Week five. Um, so we have. Um, we're at the end of week five, so we basically have one week left after this, and then the patch goes live. Uh, very little changed. Mostly just a lot of uh, kind of refinements, bug fixes, some finishing touches on these new dungeons, and uh. Uh, the character pathing and that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of that kind of uh, that kind of just uh, finishing touch sort of things. Not a lot of big changes uh, as far as balance, combat abilities, and that kind of stuff. Uh, the one thing that's kind of worth uh, focusing on on PTS is the one of these new sets, uh, Elemental Catalyst. Uh, I thought of a new term uh, for for what's happening to this set, Davius. Uh, it got stoonsed. <laughs> it done got st- got they, that stoon treatment. It, they they stoons it. Oh, uh, came out you know on PTS week one, super strong, like probably crazy OP, uh, and then they nerfed it and nerfed it until uh, I don't know if it's good or not anymore. I'm honestly on the fence. Before it was like obviously amazing. Yeah. Uh, now I'm I'm like kind of teetering on this set. Like I was thinking about. Uh, farming a, uh, a Black Rose Prison uh, Ice Staff for the purpose of using it with this set. Uh, and now I'm really rethinking like if I even want to w- spend the time doing that because I don't know if it's going to be worthwhile. 
yeah, it just it's just kind of so little now. It's it's to dedicate a whole set for just seems like minimal minimal yeah. uh, rewards kinda, for it now. And if it was a crafted set or something, I would maybe still try it just to see. But since I have to farm a dungeon for it, uh, and I have to farm Black Rose Prison for that staff, um, I'm just not sure. Uh, but, you know, that's not what everyone would use it for. I think the typical use case would be a DPS build using Force Pulse, right? I'm, I'm trying yeah. to use it for, like, a sort of support build. So that's different. So, anyway, what what's the nerf? What did they do to it? They reduced the critical damage taken per stack uh, down to, three, uh, to 3%, down from 5%. And I guess I should remind people, this is the set where when you deal elemental damage, it gives uh, your enemy... Uh, a stack of elemental weakness up to three stacks max and for each stack they take additional critical damage right uh, week one when this set first appeared it was six percent additional critical damage per stack so 18 total um, they nerfed it down to five percent like week two or three somewhere around there so that's 15 percent additional critical damage taken um, that uh, that your enemy would would get uh, so now it's three percent additional critical damage taken per stack so that's down to nine percent total so half what you got um on that original iteration um i don't know it's it's hard to feel mad about a set that's never been in the game you know like it's not yeah. like anything's being taken away so anyone who hasn't been following pts this set's just going to appear one day and they might just be like sweet this sound this looks awesome uh but seeing like what it was and now what it is like man the wind is really really taken <laughs> out of my sails um it might not be so bad if they didn't also reduce the duration. So now the duration, instead of five seconds, it's three seconds. You know, if they'd taken it down to four seconds, that would have made such perfect sense because um, glyphs, like elemental damaging glyphs, have a four second cooldown. So that'd just be so perfect. I would like to say, I was just thinking that. I would like to see maybe one last change to this. When, you know, they dropped... 5% to 3%, 5 seconds to 3 seconds. I'd like to see it at a 4% and 4 seconds. I think that would be, that seems like the sweet, the sweet spot for me. sweet spot right there, yeah. That'd be a 12% total critical damage taken with a 4 second cooldown. That seems like, that seems like the sweet spot. That seems perfect, yeah. Because, yeah, 12% seems like reasonable, but still like a good amount. Like they would like really incentivize you to use it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the 4 second cooldown, the thing is like, you want to be dealing is uh, all three types of elemental damage, right? So what someone might want to do, uh, like you could use force pulse as your spammable, uh, or you could use say like um, like a fire staff with wall of elements, but you all it also it's like an infused weapon with a uh, or it's just a regular weapon with a uh, like a frost glyph or a shock mm -hmm. glyph on it, uh, yep. and those have a four second cooldown. So you would be getting both of those stacks just out of that one thing, you know, out of just wall of elements would be giving two stacks already. So you just need a source of frost damage then and you, you have everything. Uh, and it would be on cooldown because it's that four second duration. Your glyph has a four second cooldown. So that's that's perfect. Seems right. like That seems like that'd be the sweet spot. You know, it, it, it may it'll probably launch like this just because it's so close. But maybe, you know, we still got one week. One week of changes, so maybe there's maybe there's something in store. Yeah, I, I guess you could really think of it as sort of there's two week two pos two possible patches of changes, right? Because almost always that week one that that first live patch, there's always a surprise or two. Like there yeah. might be small ones, um, but um, they 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 often slip in a little last minute. Gotcha. <laughs> so, so we'll see. 
Um, anyway, they said um, the dev comment on this, this is my own paraphrasing of it. They said that it's already very easy to get uh, a lot of crit and critical damage uh, without even trying. I would say I, I agree with that, especially in PvE. Um, if, if, seriously, if you're not even trying to have a lot of crit, it's, it's too bad you're going to have a lot of crit anyway, basically. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is the comment I think a lot of people are fixating on. They say that they originally planned to let this set naturally balance itself out uh, once we do a larger pass uh, on critical strike sourcing in the game. And that's, that's a straight quote right there. So they're saying that crit is going to get, be getting looked at in the future. Like we're going to be getting a rebalancing pass. Um, and so, you know, people are, they're, they're flipping desks over, man. They're, they're jumping <laughs> people out People are windows. getting worried. <laughs> uh, um, there's basically a lot of people are assuming, okay, crit nerfs incoming. Uh, and who knows how far down the road uh, that's going to be. It could be a whole, like a year or more from now. It's just, it's just one tiny little comment within a comment, really, that's suggesting that crit's going to be getting looked at in the future, and yeah, probably nerfed. I mean, they're saying basically they think it's too easy to have a lot of crit, so they're probably going to make it not so easy to have so much crit and make it something that if you want to have a crit build, you're probably going to have to really, really invest in it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like... If they do it right, I can totally understand the reasoning uh, and, and the justification behind it. In, in PvE right now, absolutely every DPS build is a crit build. Uh, and, you know, these cool new proc sets and stuff, they're mostly they're mostly PV, uh, PvP sets uh, right now uh, because a crit builds, just, just raw crit builds do more damage uh, than proc sets for the most part uh, yep. in PvE. Um, so I'd like to see, yeah, some variety going on there. Uh, that It makes sense if there's just something that's overwhelmingly like, okay, just this one kind of build is the kind of build to use in this situation. I could see why they would want to shake that up, make it where that's still a viable build to have, but maybe not the only possible thing. So we'll just have to see how they approach that. Basically it going on in PTS. Just very, very small falls, small changes on this week. Elemental catalyst with a with a suggestion of crit nerfs in the future. Um, they they just stooned elemental catalyst. That was that was basically <laughs> PTS this week. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah it was worth going over just to coin the phrase got stoonsed. Got stoonsed. They stoonsed it. <laughs> you hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I figured maybe we can talk about some stuff that maybe we're looking forward to uh coming up in this stone thorn patch um i have a few things uh i figured maybe uh, i would ask you first though see see what if you have anything throw me out there yeah get out there man one of the things i'm really excited about and it's probably because we pick unique builds is um almost all of our builds are just getting straight buffs yeah, uh, I think that's. I mean, I think that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah, um, we were talking about that the other day. Like all of our, I, I'm pretty sure almost all of our builds are just gonna be better when this patch drops. <laughs> just flat buffs. Yeah. Um, specifically, I'm, I'm, you know, I've talked about. I'm really excited for the Stam Crow with the Sword Singer huge buff. But the one I'm probably most excited about is my Stam DK, just because he's got three sets and every single one of his sets is getting a buff. He's nice. got Blood Spawn. 
Bloodspawn's going back to the, you know, more of the original Bloodspawn, maybe even a little bit better than the original with the lower cooldown. Uh, you know, he's got Champion of the uh, Champion of the Hist, uh, which is getting a, you know, a, a buff that's just getting a, a five-piece health bonus. Um, well, I take that back because I actually switched them up, but he did have uh, Werewolf Hide, which is also getting a buff, but I switched that up with the um, uh, the three-piece. Uh, ultimate reduction set so but still he's getting he's getting buffs and he's the one i'm really most excited about with uh with the new stone thorn uh, patch with just flat buffs i uh, really love that character lord of nords uh is his name so he's i feel like he's got he's got a title to live up he's got to live up to that name uh yeah so i'm excited that he's just kind of getting flat flat buffed across the board he's going to be he's going to be really exciting sweet man yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to a lot of these. I think that might be the thing maybe I'm looking forward to the most is just uh, a lot of the existing sets that are getting improved, basically buffed and, and made better. Uh, like my Stam Crow that I was just talking about. Um, he's using one, one of his sets is Sheer Venom. It's getting buffed where it has like a huge execute multiplier. Like it just does more and more and more damage as your uh, target uh, loses health. Um, and that's already a vicious build and that's just going to put like even even sharper fangs on him i'm looking forward to that um my magblade that i was talking about too uh he's using uh torig's pact uh, and that's Oof, uh, is getting yeah. massively buffed yeah that's um, gonna be that's i'm excited to see what that's gonna look like when this patch it's already uh, super strong like that's that's a super strong build right now whether that set gets buffed or not uh, and, mm-hmm. and even if even if they fully retract this buff and say, never mind, we're just going to leave Torx packed as it is, I'll still keep the build as it is because it's already yep. great. Uh, but it's getting buffed significantly. Uh, it's gonna ha- it's gonna have more damage, a more frequent uh, proc rate, uh, and it's gonna give me more. It's, I'm getting an additional line of armor, so I'm gonna be tankier. Um, so I'm very just all around. It's just getting better, more damage, more tankiness, just better set. Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like I do I do have to mention I didn't mention this but it, it goes back into my stam DK the decisive trait buff is is definitely the trait I'm most excited about I already love the decisive trait so the fact that it's getting a buff a large buff mm-hmm. uh, it's getting what is it it's it's currently forty percent you know forty percent chance to get one ultimate every time you gain ultimate and it's getting what's what's it getting buffed to is it fifty uh, remember if it's fifty or sixty. Um, fifty-five. Yeah. Uh, so I'm. That's that's definitely the trade I'm most excited about. I already love that trade just because I love ultimate, you know, builds, and that is that's a big buff for an ultimate, uh, an ultimate build. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I'm really looking forward to a lot of this kind of basic stuff, kind of getting buffed, like a lot of these traits and Munda stones, like uh. The well-fitted trait, the divine's trait, the swift trait, um, and you know, I'm probably going to rave about this like every episode forever. But you know, we have this base crit resistance now, uh, which allows us to actually use these traits in PvP. So you know, a year ago, like, oh sweet, well-fitted's getting buffed. Too bad I can't use it or divine's or whatever <laughs> in, in a PvP in a PvP situation. Um, but now I can be excited about well fitted getting buffed. Like I have a bunch of characters that use well fitted now. Uh, same with divines. Like almost all of my magic characters have uh, at least three or four divines pieces on. Um, and so to see that getting buffed, the the serpent and Atronach, the recovery Munduses are getting buffed significantly. 
And a lot of my characters are using both of those. Like they're using a recovery moonness and the divine straight. So both of those things are getting buffed. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's there, that's what we're talking about. Like there's so many examples of our characters just waking up one day and it's like, oh, my Munda stone is better. These traits are better. I run faster now. I have more damage now. Like it's just, I I did nothing and I'm just so much better in all these various ways. And each thing by itself is pretty small, but they add up to a lot. Like, you know, well-fitted and the swift trait, both getting buffed at the same time. The, those two go together, you know? Like if, if yeah. I'm using if I'm using swift jewelry... You better believe I'm also using well-fitted armor. So that's like a double buff to all those characters. Uh, and it adds up to quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm stoked about that. It seems like the, the little stuff is really what I'm getting excited about with this patch. Like these tiny little traits and Munda stones and different things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's the best time ever for theory crafting, right? I mean, like you just said, I mean, think about, I don't know how long it's been now. Maybe probably a year, maybe years um, but you know, back when it was like the only thing that mattered was impin, divines, and infused. It was like the only three traits that mattered. If you if you got a piece of armor and it wasn't those, that was before transmute. So was, if you didn't get a piece of armor and it wasn't one of those, then it was just you're throwing it out. Yeah. Uh, so now it actually to to these traits matter, and you can transmute, and so you're changing. It's just it's such a great time for three theory crafting right now. It's it's a great time for theory crafting. It's also a great time just for like being lazy with your builds you know like i'm not kidding I've, i mean i've seen people in guild chats like great players that i that i know are great uh and like you know they're, they're kind of joking around but I, I think they're kind of serious that they're just kind of use a bunch of random traits because like they're good enough like the the base crit resistance plus maybe an impen piece or two is probably fine you know uh so if they get like a sturdy and an infused and a, and a whatever you know it's like well f- fine we'll make it work yeah, uh, I, I, I kind of like that. Like, if you're good enough, you can just kind of be lazy with it. And like, okay, I don't have the transmutes, but like with my stamina necromancer that I've uh, that I've been talking about, uh, as I was piecing him together, I was still doing BGs with him before he was technically complete because it was it was functional enough while I was still working on it because of that. It's really nice. Yeah, I get more excited for the armor set changes and updates than I do for the new armor sets. I love yeah. the idea of new armor sets. Please, please always keep bringing new armor sets. But I love the changes to all the other ones because it's, you know, the the our new armor sets is like, wow, this is awesome. We got three new armor sets to fit. But when they do those updates, you know, we've said this before, it feels like now there's 25 new armor sets yeah. that are all of a sudden that we just got that we can tinker and, and work into, into and a, builds. A lot of these existing sets that we've had for a long time are such interesting ideas for a set uh like torig's pact which might not be a great example because it's always been a pretty great set but uh it's just such a unique interesting idea for a set it's a set that just juices up your damage glyphs a whole bunch to the point to where that's like the most powerful thing in your build like Mm -hmm. that's that's a really cool idea uh and so to to buff that setup uh you get to kind of utilize this really cool idea um you know even even better than before. So I don't know. I like that. No emails this week. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can email us at scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. That's scrolling with an I N, scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about anything, uh, anything you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, uh, any corrections, anything you've heard us say that's just uh, not correct, you can uh, politely correct us on that and, and we'll acknowledge that next time. 
Uh, really, anything you'd like to say at all, just say what's up, tell us a joke, whatever. Scrollinpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us up in the game. I'm at Ketsparrowhawk. Davius is at Starjumper. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Grizzly Khan. Uh, I don't think he did anything of note this week, but he's out <laughs> there. Grizz shout out of the week right there. You got to give it. <laughs> got to give the weekly Grizz shout out. I know he's out there making the world a better place. So shout out Grizzly Khan. <laughs> uh, anything else, Davius? I think that's it. All right, we're going to get out of here. We'll see you next time.